morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blink Daily Podcast, where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines. He is Clintus Maximus. It is Thursday, September 1st. We are one week away from kickoff of the 2022 season, episode number 542. Good morning, Mr. Maximus. Good morning, Mr. Baines. We made it to Ooh, September, baby. We did it. We did it. Started <laughs> it's like off the home by, There you go. Started off by wishing my wonderful wife a very happy and there we go. wonderful 32nd anniversary hey, today. Putting yes. it in, man. Good job. I love Ooh. that. 32 years of which I bet you've never done anything in your life longer. Nothing. Nothing. Maybe eating and breathing, but other than that. Other than that, but that, uh, you know, that's required. That's required. <laughs> it's the minimum. That's the bare minimum. Got to eat, drink, and breathe. Must that's right. That. And sleep a little. You got to mix in a little oh, sleep, too. You got to sleep. I, from, from what I've been told. You have from to. what? <laughs> yes. Yes. Some people tell me it works. <laughs> never tried. Never tried to go without it. So I don't know what the. Oh man! Never. Yeah. Not even when you were young. You didn't go like more than twenty-four yeah. hours without sleep. Yeah, maybe you know occasionally, but not much beyond that. Yeah. So. Do you remember that feeling? That shaking feeling. That like I, jitter yeah, feeling. I had that uh, that year 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 and a half of my life right right after high school, and I, I uh, kind of shifted into a graveyard shift at uh, uh, the grocery the grocery store I worked at right so yeah. I went into went into that mode that is a different life for anybody that has never worked uh, the graveyard shift it's um, like a graveyard it yeah. is different man because yeah. you and especially if you're unfortunate enough to have split days off within your work week and yeah. working the graveyard it is really really hard to uh, mesh with the rest of the world <laughs> Very, that's, you know, it's interesting as you're saying this, this is reminding me of this team in the KFL called Club Mauricio, <laughs> finding it very hard to mesh with the rest of the world. Had to bring him up. I know he's sitting on the beach, so he'll be listening today. So absolutely. Yeah. Had to give and a little he, shout he, out there. He, he's motivated. He's, he said yesterday, he's motivated every time you bring him up on the blink. So that's good. He needs motivation. He thank you for sure yeah he's doing good so well happy anniversary and Thank you. uh yeah to anyone who has gone without sleeping um please stop doing that it's very yeah, bad for you drink yeah. water and sleep that's right there you go look at you you're buying into my thing i like yes, it we're all yes. we're all in so interesting today, water. <laughs> today we'll spend we will probably spend our anniversary watching water polo tonight but uh it just brings up a, a point i've got parents that are because i'm on the, the board of the water polo team and I've got parents in the chat asking uh, if there's practice today because the air quality uh, supposedly is at like 150, Ooh. and we don't practice at that. But yeah. but yet, uh, but yet it doesn't feel 150 to me, right? Right. There's there's a little bit of smoke, but it's not nothing like we dealt with last year. Right. Right. Uh, and so my phone says 82. Nice. And, okay. And and a, a parent's phone says one fifty. But you're so, in Redmond, right? Or no? No, I'm I'm che- that's checking the bend. Uh, okay. Redmond Redmond's even a little less than uh, than bend is seventy six yeah. or something like that. So, uh, yeah. So what do you go by? What do you do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. What, what app are we actually using here? Right. Well, here's yeah. what I would say. I would say, you know what? Hey, if your kid shows up, it doesn't mean that we're going to be uh, in the water huffing and puffing. But if you don't show up, you don't play in games. Welcome to high school. Yeah. 
This is yeah, how the we, sport goes. Show up. Maybe you guys do some uh, mental drills instead of physical exactly. drills. Yeah, I don't know what uh, – it's, it's a little different situation. We've been scrambling, scrambling, scrambling to get bodies uh, on the team just to fill the team. There you go. Uh, so uh, – and it's not – and I was talking to the coach, one of the coaches about this the other day, and uh, they're frustrated because the kids aren't – not all the kids. Some of the kids are there for every minute of every practice of yep. everything – and others are not like they're not very dedicated to it and yeah. you know maybe they make one of the two practices a day during daily doubles maybe they don't make any of them Ooh, maybe wow. it's it's real hit or miss and and the repercussions uh, are are non-existent because they just need bodies to be in the water to make a team so you can't it's really hard to hold people accountable man uh, this and, is a tricky one right here because yeah, and it's because it deteriorates the rest of the team's yes, mentality yes and it's not what we're accustomed to right when i coached a varsity sport uh if you missed a practice during daily doubles you were on the edge right then yep. of being cut right i, I or you was, were not it, playing it, in a game it, during it the made season. it yeah. it made it really easy for me right yeah. when it came down to that decision i've got i've got 14 girls i gotta cut this thing down to 12 and uh let's see let's go to my notes oh so and so wasn't here on this day and this day well that was easy there's one yep right exactly Uh, but they can't do that but this is hard if you're not having enough kids because on one hand that creates like a uh a very relaxed practice thought process atmosphere for those who were trying hard because then they go well if those guys don't show up and play i don't need to show up all the time and then they disregard those players like as their strengths and find their weaknesses only and it creates a big team breakdown yeah my my son is kind of is kind of pissed about it right now he doesn't understand why you know why do they do they not he and he doesn't even really care as far as uh, playing time or whatever, he's going to be in the water all the time. That's right. He, you know, that's a, that's a given already, but uh, he just doesn't understand why they don't care enough to be there. Right. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't get the, well, yeah. I mean, why don't they, why doesn't it matter to him? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of factors. I mean, think about the couple factors that go into this one would be parents. Yeah. Okay, the parents set this that's precedent a, at home. It's a big one. Yeah. It's a yeah. big one. The second is the parents, if they don't make it a high priority, maybe they can't get off work in time to take the kids, or maybe they don't create a a way for the kids to get there, don't get them a bike or something, who knows. But yeah, this is a tricky situation, especially if if it's not a thing where you have excess kids trying out. Because in a sport, you would always hope there's more than enough kids trying out, and you would take the hungriest kids. Yes. And you can tell the hungriest kids by who shows up and how they handle themselves. But now... In this world we live in, um, the hungriest kids are probably just at home eating Cheetos. So <laughs> sleeping right now is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember this. For I had to ride my six bike. Hours. <laughs> yeah, I had to ride my bike to freshman football practice in the morning, yeah. and then ride home. And it was about I live probably a mile from the from the uh, high school, and. Then I had to, you know, come home and then I would probably eat and I would go mow some lawns and do some work. And then I would go ride my bike back back to practice. And I will tell you this. I have never in my life hated anything more than football practice. Never anything like I've I I know that I've had some horrible things happen in my life. But as far as things that I volunteered for and wasn't getting paid for, nothing, (laughs) nothing (laughs) on planet Earth was more ridiculous to me than football practice now i was in the most unbelievable shape of my life but 
Um, that being said, we were on a run first team. And so yeah. wide receivers kicking yeah. ass every day. You're a great blocker. Getting zero play in games. Yeah, I didn't even know what I was doing out there blocking. No one ever taught me how to block, and that's all I had to do. I was like, yeah. what am I supposed to be doing out here? And so I totally get, like, I, I get that if you don't have a passion for, like, a self-drive, like, in something inside of you saying, I'm going to be better than everyone or anyone else at any given thing, I get how it could just turn into, like, a real lethargy, lethargic attitude, if that's the way to put it. Yeah. Which sucks for everyone else involved in the sport. It does, it does right? <laughs> I mean, and it, and it's hard to be to create a competitive team, a competitive program. Yeah. You know, when when you're battling that, so you know, we're we're hoping to keep building, keep building. What about we, golf? We, we have more kids this year than we had at this time last year. So the, yeah. you know, maybe we'll have more kids next year at this time than we had this year. So it, it just, it's a process. COVID just crushed. Right. This this sport in particular, but it, it you know crushed yeah. a lot of a lot of things in terms of you know people stop doing it and then you can't get them started back up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So well, I was I was reading this thing about how golf has the lowest uh, percentage of claimed scholarships of any sport in the United States. Uh, each each I guess colleges have all these golf scholarships every year to give to golfers in high school, and no one's playing golf in high school. I guess. Like one out of a hundred kids, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's maybe probably about right. Yeah. And so all of these scholarships every year go unclaimed. And I'm sitting here telling my daughters, like, why don't you play golf? How hard is freaking golf? I don't care if you're any good. Just go out there and get better at it. Just go out and walk around on the green and ride the golf cart and swing the club. Come on. There's no running 500 miles in golf. You know, well, I'm glad you mentioned Guaranteed. that. I might, uh, we'll, we'll put that in the old. <laughs> put that one in the old vault for yes, later, later time. Use because uh, you know we're in the same same boat with andres where he plays the stand-up bass in the orchestra right also uh, a very uh desired um you know for, for colleges yeah. For, yeah and, and, and uh, orchestras got decimated right during right. covid and all that uh so they are clamoring for anybody that will uh, commit to right. playing an instrument like that uh, in their programs. So well, there you go. Bass and golf, that. man. He can, yeah. he can yeah. mix those together <laughs> and entertain on the course, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and pay $0 for college. Isn't that? Best. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> would be the best part. Right. That's the point. Yes. Well, a couple moves yesterday, a couple things going on in the NFL. Sony Michelle Char- <laughs> uh, signs with the chargers. And I was, looking at this thing what, what are they doing but then i saw roundtree got cut so right. um so yeah he just basically took the spot of somebody that just wasn't getting it done all we've heard in the preseason is joshua kelly this joshua kelly that killing yeah. it. he's taken over you know no no isaiah spiller's been hurt so we just got back on the field finally yesterday uh but yeah sony could be the banger yeah, for, you uh, know, few, few few plays that uh, that Eckler needs off or or whatever. Marlon Mack gets cut and is back at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Why don't they just yeah. move him to the practice I, squad? Why do they have to cut him? Yeah, I don't understand exactly. What, is it not the same organization? On. Yeah, I mean, is it a is it a contract thing where they then renegotiated? Or I'm assuming they weren't paying him much to begin with, right? Um, so then, yeah, but Trey Sermon was cut also by the 49ers and was not brought back. And as, as of this morning, when I looked through all of the teams and who they picked up uh, that, that were uh, 
cut casualties, uh, Sermon was not on any of those lists. So, which is it's really interesting because you heard all kinds of great vibes coming out of 49ers camp about uh, all the good work Sermon was doing and, right. and he was impressing the coaches and whatever. And then all of a sudden uh, last week I was reading, cause I have him on a couple rosters yep, uh, same here. and uh, the notes suddenly changed. Right. It was like uh, no more of that good talk. It was all, uh, you know, Sermon was uh, just just not cutting it. I mean, he was yeah. averaging like 1.2 yards per carry right. uh, during the preseason, and then he's gone just like that. So, this is a weird one to me, and we, you know, we talked about it yesterday in the chat. And insane, uh, Jay Bro and Squatch and myself going through this, and it's really hard for me because what I remember of Trey Sermon at Ohio state was that he was literally going to be one of the greatest NFL running backs of all time. This guy's another, a pass another Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, right. He's, he's six be... feet tall. He's 200 and whatever, 15 pounds. Yeah. I mean, this guy was supposed, supposed to be like, I couldn't wait for him to get to the NFL, to be honest, two guys, him and Jonathan Taylor were the two guys that I was like, these are going to be the stars of the future. Now, Trey Sermon. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, he, he had an injury in, in college. He tore his ACL, I believe, or his maybe his Achilles. some shoulder stuff, right, too. I thought he? it was – I don't know. I thought he had a knee injury or a, or a lower leg injury. But still, he came back from that. And then uh, – but in the two games before that, he broke the Ohio State rushing record of 330 <laughs> yeah. ga- 30 yards a game. <laughs> and then he ran for 150 or something against Clemson. And then he got injured in the first game of the playoff against Alabama. Okay. So then that kind of messed up his going to the pros because you know how that goes when you're in the off season and you're injured, the pros are yep. kind of like, yeah, ended up, no. ended up a third round pick in a great system. Right. right? We thought this was, uh, we thought it was the perfect fit run first. Fit the, well, and it was, <laughs> and, and he's kind of a straight ahead kind of guy. And that's exactly what uh, the 49ers preach. They, they uh, run specific plays that are, they, they don't do a lot of, misdirection or a lot of outside you know it, right. they, it, it's quick decision making it's it, you know it, it's not uh, you're not letting things happen in front of you you're just going and right. sermon was built for that uh hasn't had injury problems per se uh that, that we were worried about coming out of college so it just was he got in the doghouse right off the bat yeah you know whether he came in overweight or just was not taking it seriously enough and had to fight through all of that last year. And then we thought he had turned the corner and he was impressing people this year and then not done. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is kind of that weird thing where there, I I just started realizing last night as the guys and I were talking about this was that it's like the NBA when you're a kid and you're, you want to be in the NBA and you think you're good enough to take some guy's role in the NBA and there's five starters on whatever it is, 30 teams or whatever. And there's 2 million kids trying for the job, right? And, and you have to like really look at – you're spending your entire childhood in the gym, on the field. Your parents are out there you know, doing blocking drills, throwing drills, and every sport. I mean, I can equate this to every kid playing every high school sport. If yep. you do not have the sheer, unbeatable, better-than-everyone-else-on-the-field talent – you need to find what you are talented at because you are going to be in for a giant letdown. If you even do make a college team, then trying to get to the pros after, you know, these guys kill themselves to be the best college players they can be guys and girls, they go through the most crazy things and their parents who have spent 
I don't, I don't know, 15 years to 20 years of their lives. And a million dollars. These, and yeah, and <laughs> so much money, but all the time. Around. Yeah, yeah. But I look at this and all the time, and you've heard me talk about this with softball, is that you spend every waking hour on the field with your kid. You don't go to Disneyland. You don't go to the beach. You don't go do fun things that kids should do. You're out there trying to make your kid into the next superstar. Because you're using all your vacation time on that. Exactly. And you travel and you, and it's fun. I get it's fun. But at the end of the day, I have two questions. Does your kid get burnt out on this sport? Okay. Number one, because all the expectation is so high. And number two, if, and when they get cut from even a college team or a pro team, does that make it all not worth it? I mean, that's the hard part for me is to say, if I just poured every ounce of time into my kids to be the best soccer players ever, which they're good soccer players, but I've, we've had this conversation. You can make a whole lot more money collecting cans than you can playing professional soccer as a girl. Yeah. So I, I think that as parents, we need to really understand the time we're putting in. And unless our kid is just an unstoppable force, it, there's probably more fun things we could be doing as a family and that they could be doing and experiences they could be gaining, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. And it smart, makes me sad. Smarts, yeah, smarts, they could be spending their time reading a book rather than anything, right? But it makes me yeah. sad for all these running backs who are legitimately talented human yep. beings. But, but also, I would argue that uh, there's no excuse for him getting in the doghouse. You, you no, make it to all. this level. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, you could, you could equate it to thousands make it into college football, right. but hundreds make it into the pros. I mean, right. you know, so. Uh, when you get to that level, you would darn well better take advantage. Well, and we never <laughs> of, know of that I mean, opportunity, this... and don't assume that uh, you're getting by on talent at that point, because right. everybody around you is just as talented, if not more talented. It, it comes down to who's going to work harder, who's going to, you know, uh, well, I wonder take how that this next goes. step. I wonder how this goes because we have two prime examples: Jamarcus Russell and Kelvin Benjamin. Okay, two guys who were going to be the best of the best, had all the skills, had all the things, and at some point just stopped. And had the intangibles. They had the size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? All day. That's, that's the one thing you can't teach, right? No, you, you can't. can't. <laughs> you're born with that or you're yeah. not. Yeah, that's yeah. Game, yeah. You, you can't know? teach size in a, game, in a game like football, a game like basketball, you know, where it, that really, really matters. Um, yeah. But you, it goes to show you can't stop once you make it. Nope. I mean, again, not to go two episodes in a row, but look at what Tom Brady's done. Yeah. He is not special. There's nothing special about Tom Brady. And every single year, he works more and more and more and more and harder and harder. That's the only thing special about him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he's, I mean, sure, he's tall and sure, he could throw a football he, and he has he a didn't, great release. He didn't luck into it. Sorry. No. There's, there's no true. luck involved. There's no luck involved in this point. Not only, he wasn't even lucky enough to be drafted in the top no. 200, right? It's so, crazy. That's it's, what you want, you know? And like, and let's talk Russell Wilson. Did you see what he did this morning? Got himself about $248 million. Man, that must be top pay right now, right? I mean, I assume it 50. is, right? I, knew, I assume it is because, the, the, like I was saying yesterday, the last guy to sign is the one that makes the most. So, yeah. so I would assume he's uh, vaulted himself up there. Can I play real devil's advocate to this? 
Shoot. What happens if week one comes in and the play calling is like the dumbest thing Russell Wilson's ever heard of or seen in his oh, life? Man. And then by week five or six, he's like, oh, no, I'm stuck here for five uh, years. I, I didn't think it was possible <laughs> to get worse than Pete Keller, Carroll's play calling. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I just Daniel, like – Nathaniel Hackett is even worse. Oh, how do you God. sign with a team that you haven't even played for yet, right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of funny if you think about it. Yeah. But good for him. I mean, that's big time money. That's that's where he just says, uh, you know, here's the playbook, guys. <laughs> I think you're right. And talk about somebody who doesn't, who has never been outworked. Russell Wilson works harder than anybody. I think he sets that standard of this is if you want to call yourself an athlete. If you're a high school athlete walking down the halls and you want to call yourself an athlete, you better be working hard every day, all day, every day. Back to your point about water polo. If you don't have that drive, you got to find that drive. That competitive nature you have to work on and build. Or move on to something else. Yeah, get into chess or something, you know. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quick quick recap of uh, MSD playoffs. Like I mentioned earlier in the week, they are rolling. We're on Thursday already. So what do we have? Thursday, Friday, we have four days left of the matchup. Uh, Lapine and Mullen are in a dead tie, 6-6-2. and Uh, and uh, YK with a little lead on Trey right now, eight, four, and two. The categories are really close, so this one's going to be moving all over the place. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we might have a little surprise visit from Trey tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see if uh, we're going to get – today I want to talk about ADP and and just a quick quick prediction on where these guys finish, right? Because, you know, we always – we like to use ADP for – uh, for our guide on where we're going to draft these guys coming into the final weekend. There'll probably be quite a few drafts this weekend. I know yes. last weekend is the official draft weekend of the, of redraft season, but uh, you know, I've got a draft coming up on, on Labor Day and I know yeah, we always people, did ours Labor Day. Yeah. A lot of people coming up on the last weekend. So we're just going to shoot through the top 12 at each position and we're, I'm just going to blast through them. Uh, and then we'll say, uh, you know, who do you think is going to finish outside of this top 12 when it's all can said you, and done? Can you stop at five? Because I, I have a question and a comment about that, the top five. Top five. Okay, yep. here we go. Cool. Let's start with quarterback. Uh, big surprise. Number one, Josh Allen is going uh, on average. And this, I just went into sleeper. Now, this is a little tricky because I went into sleeper and just typed in or got into ADP and yep. it gives you – but it's not – it's not necessarily differentiating redraft or dynasty. This is going right. to take all the data. Only that, redraft, I would imagine, obviously. Well, this is – no, because Sleeper, you know, you can do dynasty. So there's dynasty drafts going on too. First, you know, uh, you know, startup drafts and all oh, that. Oh, so, I see. I so they see. factor and – and you're going to see why that this factors yeah. in here later in this discussion. But uh, there's no way to differ, differentiate in Sleeper between – you can't just say, I just want the redraft numbers right, or, right, or I just sure. want the dynasty numbers. They'll so you get, that. you get a mix, you get a mix of them. So number one, uh, Josh Allen is going on average, uh, at the 14th pick overall, uh, in drafts. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Uh, a little drop off. Number two is Justin Herbert. He is going on average <laughs> at the number at the number 23 pick overall. Number two, Justin Herbert. Wow. Number three, Patrick Mahomes, uh, only one pick behind. He's going at 24, pick number 24. Uh, number four, Joe Burrow. Whoa. Yeah, going number four at uh, 30, 34th pick overall. And number five, 
You wanted to stop at five. Lamar Jackson at pick 37 is the This is out five. of control. What is happening in the world? Who is the number one scoring quarterback last year in mostly in standard scoring? Uh, Mr. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, well, okay, and he's get, not even going in the top it's five. It's going to get better. It's so gonna that's fun. Now, I thought you were okay. going to do overall, like from, like from uh, the first overall pick down to five, and uh, including no, all why, positions. So. That's why I'm putting gotcha. in their actual overall pick. So Lamar Jackson is the yep. number five quarterback taken. He's actually being taken on average at number at pick 37, so in the fourth round. first In the 10 team. Round. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Okay, well, I mean, I don't disagree with any of these. If I if I was on the clock, this is the order I would pick them in. I disagree. But, but I, to be I, I honest, disagree. I, I disagree. Uh, I, I disagree wholeheartedly with Burrow. I just uh, I love Burrow as a quarterback, but I don't like the system, and I don't like the way that Cincinnati is going to get leads, and they're just going to run the ball. That's what they do. It's what they right. did last year. He didn't finish anywhere near the top five. Last See, that year, does so. seem like a dynasty thing. If this is redraft, yeah. Burrow is probably not in the top five. Uh, but if this is yeah. dynasty, that I would say I get that. Yeah. I get so that. I think, if I was starting I think, dynasty league, I would want yeah. Burrow. So you're getting, a, you're getting a mix of the yeah. two uh, for sure because uh, – That's weird. Yeah. And Brady's like 12th or something, of course. Oh, we're not done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to continue on? from? Sure, yeah. That's okay, fine. so Kyler Murray comes at number six. He is the 47th overall pick. Then you get Jalen Hurts at number seven. Wow, uh, the, good for him. The 62nd overall pick. Dak Prescott at number eight, 74th overall. Russell Wilson, number nine. Man. At, at 78. Trey Lance at number 10 oh at 89. Gosh. I think this is Are a big mistake. Are you kidding me? I, I think this is a big mistake right here. Yeah, for anybody that's taking Trey Lance this early. Uh, number 11. This is where the dynasty piece comes into it. Deshaun Watson at 98. Is coming what? in as the number eleven pick, and then number twelve. There you go, Matt, Matthew number Stafford. 12. Matthew Stafford at one hundred nine. So Tom Brady is not even in the top <sighs> twelve. So this doesn't make any sense to me because Matt Stafford should be in the top ten easily if you really want to break it down. Who has the most weapons? Who has the best system? Who's going to throw the ball a lot? I think Stafford threw the ball forty times a game last year. Don't so like come on. 35 of them to Cooper Cup. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like, this is pretty interesting. I, I, don't, I don't agree with this. I don't understand where these numbers are coming from. Because in all honesty, if you're trying to win, I don't care if people like Tom Brady or don't like Tom Brady. What are you doing here? Yeah. Do you think he's going to get injured? Do you think that he's going to, like, fall off and be scoring half the points he did last year? I highly doubt it. I do, too. <laughs> uh, I, I, I see Brady top five, you know, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so guys that, that I think will finish outside of these top 12, obviously uh, Deshaun Watson is not finishing yeah. in the top 12. Uh, that goes without saying. I don't think that Joe Burrow finishes in the top 12. Ooh, I don't know about that. I, don't I bet he Trey, finishes seven I, best I quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance finishes in the top 12. Nope, not 12. at all. And I don't think Dak Prescott finishes in the top 12. Whoa, really? Come on no, I, I think there's some Come on now. There. There Dak are was issues thrown for Dallas. 500 yards a game those couple uh, weeks. Remember that? Yeah. I just think, who's he throwing it to? Well, he's going to have to throw it to somebody. Yeah. But are they going to catch it? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, I, I do. I think that right now, maybe unlike any other time in NFL history, we have so many good quarterbacks. We have yeah. so many good fantasy-relevant quarterbacks. So we should be very happy about that, number one. Everybody in our league should have a great starting quarterback. That's how every league should be. Everyone should go into the week saying, hey, I'm scared of that guy's quarterback. So outside of those 10 to 12, 
Man, I, I I don't even know how Trey Lance is on this list. I do like him future wise, but I do yeah. not. I would not draft him if I was doing a redraft. I, maybe not at all. Sec, maybe as your second quarterback, just in case uh, he I blows think he'd be up. A free and, agent. And I think maybe pick him he up run, the Maybe he runs the. I don't think so. Not if this. Not if his. Not if his ADPs at eighty nine. <clears throat> he's going in the seventh eighth round. But so, who who is making this? I wish that we had an ADP this, that was this is, not. Well, this is straight. So Sleeper makes this straight out of the drafts. So they take all of the data of all the drafts that are done in their in their app. Well, okay, but pause just, that. I get this, that. But let's back up to when people are going to draft. The list is in front of them. And so they click on a guy who's on the list higher than he should be. Who's making that list is my question. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like a lot of people don't well, really let, let know. Me, let me look. So I'm uh, so I have right in front of me the because uh, I'm getting ready for my draft. I've got my standard scoring four point quarterback rankings from the the fantasy footballers themselves, there you go. and they have Trey Lance at number ten. Man, Trey, they just think yeah. he's going to be Josh Allen. They do. I guess, huh? They do. I, yeah, it's. Uh, He's played uh, in three it, it, games or five games. Right? Rushing that does it. I'm telling you, it's the rushing. These guys that have yeah. uh, a high ceiling that could run 800 yeah. yards, 900 yards, 1,000 yards, uh, That those are free points. And I get it. I mean, I'm not bagging on Trey Lance. I'm just saying yeah. that there are much better quarterbacks we've already seen be better. Established. Tom Brady, for crying out loud. <laughs> so weird. Whatever. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird to me. Anyway, cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. So, so, and, and remember, so we started with the highest pick was 14. The best, you know, the highest there you go. draft capital was pick 14 with Allen, and, and number 12, Stafford, was all the way at 109. So when we okay. go to the running backs next, uh, the, the highest pick is the number one overall, yep. Yep. and the number 12 is the 21st pick in the draft. Jeez Louise. So everyone just stockpiling running backs. It's running backs. Yeah, yeah. it's all running backs. So Jonathan Taylor, number one. Okay. And this Nobody is standard knows. scoring, not PPR, right? Uh, this is – I took it right out of insane, so it probably adopts that. Good. So, okay. Good. So six-point uh, six uh, quarterback touchdown passes and, and PPR. But PPR, oh, PPR, yeah. Yep, PPR, because if that. this was not PPR, guys like Eckler should not be in the top ten pick. Yeah. Right? I mean – Guys like Pollard, guys like Zeke might fall on the list because they live on PPR. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Cool. So, JT, uh, number one overall and, no, and number one overall. Uh, Najee Harris is the number two taken running back wow. at, at number four overall. Okay. Uh, Christian oh, McCaffrey. I like that. I like what that means about two and three. Oh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Christian McCaffrey go. is uh, uh, number three. Wow, at, the, good for at him. the sixth overall pick on average, uh, DeAndre Swift, number four. Wow, at the, at the seventh overall pick, wow. uh, Austin, Austin Eckler, number five, at the eighth overall. Uh, Javante Williams, number six, at, at this one is really close. It's eight point three, so he's in that eight range as well. Derrick Henry coming in at seven at the tenth overall. Wow, pick. how did, there's yeah. there's fear yeah. there's fear on his age yeah. and his foot. And all of those things, uh, this could he could be the steal of every draft. If you can get yep. him with the tenth pick, and then turn around and get, uh, let's say, Devonte, uh, Devonte, uh, 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 what's his name, Devonte Smith, Parker. No, uh, oh, Adams. Adams. Adams from yeah, yep. Devonte Adams with the fifteenth pick. Oh, you'd win. Pick, yeah. Right. You'd be winning. That's a that's a great turn. Uh, Dalvin Cook. At number eight. Wow, the, he's the, fallen. 
the 12th pick overall. Joe Mixon, number nine at the wow. 13th pick. Uh, Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb Nick Chubb, go. number 10 at the 19th pick. Uh, Brees Hall, number 11 at the 20th oh, pick. Gosh. And Alvin Kamara, I think this is a steal <laughs> as well, uh, at the 12th, at number 12 at the 21st overall pick. So this which... has to be dynasty. Like this is, there's no way Swift goes in front of those last four guys mentioned. There's no way in, unless it's dynasty. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, there's dynasty mixed in. It's it, right. It's, it, right. it's going to be. But a if this is redraft, Alvin Kamara goes much higher. Obviously, Henry oh, goes yeah. higher. And yeah. I would say yeah. probably those guys go before McCaffrey, probably. So, you know. And, yeah, I mean. If this is redraft, Austin Eckler is the second running back I'm wanting to take, personally. But he's, but he's 27. It doesn't matter. So it's, it's redraft. Not... One year old. Oh, and redraft. Yeah, redraft. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's dynasty. where. Dynasty is the flip, right? Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, even, yeah. And it's just, this is one of those things where, I mean, everyone can take this for what it is and take it for just these are names and how important they are. Joe Mixon was a top three running back last year, right? Scoring wise and PPR. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nick Chubb was top seven. I want to say, uh, I mean, you have some guys on here that I'm like, these guys should go much higher. Uh, but there's not that many guys I would say should go that much lower. So it is yeah. kind of hard. You get a bottleneck yep. right here. So guys that, Guys that could finish outside of the top 12. I would say that Javante Williams could end up outside the top 12 just Absolutely. on usage yep. alone, right? Because he's going to have to share time with Gordon. Yep. Uh, Nick Chubb also could finish outside the top 12 because Cleveland uh, is going to be so, so bad stupid. Yeah. for the first 11 games that, uh, they, you know, he, they just might be behind. Uh, yeah. And Brees, Brees Hall. We don't know anything about Brees Hall yet. I, I, and Michael you know. Carter is the starter there, so I don't yeah. get yeah. <laughs> The hype so. is real. Yep. Yeah. What about you? Anybody in there that you think could finish outside of that? Those same names. I mean, I have Swift on this list because of injury concerns. Like yeah. I, I have, I have been concerned about him injury wise. Um, McCaffrey, obviously too. I mean, McCaffrey could be injured. A guy that probably could be in this top 12 that isn't could be Saquon Barkley. Oh now, yeah. If we're not going to look sure. at, Eckler I believe he was, or... I believe he was 13. Okay, so there we go. So if we're going to look at past injuries and possible injuries coming back up, Saquon may as well be up on this list. Um, but also Joe Mixon has been like, I really like Joe Mixon. To be honest, he's one of my favorite running backs, but there's always been an injury concern. Yeah. And so some of these guys, and I, I just, you know, it's a, every one of these guys gets injured. I get it. They do. Yeah, it's the, it's the position. And the thing yeah. is the draft capital that goes into these guys is unbelievable it's right? so lame because one, it one to 21 the, the it doesn't make guys, sense yeah and how many gone. of these guys are going to score over 400 points they're, one yeah they're going one, maybe. before the end of the second round which so, doesn't make sense i don't i mean if you're trying to score points you're drafting wide receiver and quarterback and that's my mind has shifted on this by the way five years ago i would have gone running back all day every day three years yeah. ago maybe the same but today i'm like you can go to the waiver wire and get some guy like elijah mitchell halfway through the season Yep, and he'll come in and score tons of points. Maybe, for maybe you. Ty Davis Price. I mean, just anybody. I'm just yeah. saying. There's every yeah. year. There's three or four guys you pick up that are running backs off the waiver wire who end up being the next star. Yep. And I think that spending all that draft capital this high on a guy that I don't know. Maybe I mean he's not going to score more than the wide receiver. For, he's not going to score more than the top five wide receivers. Yeah. 
and, See, so and, that's and, where and definitely when you get into dynasty dynasty startups you should be nowhere near these running backs yeah uh, you know maybe a john maybe taylor, Swift or taylor maybe yeah. a Najee harris because they're you know they're young yeah uh not you that can, young you can, though and you can but you can get three years you know isn't taylor 21 He's do you know how Najee harris is like 25 oh man <laughs> 24 so that Alabama system takes them a while to get uh, get some playing time. So, uh, so dumb. Uh, wide receiver. Let's jump into wide wide receiver. So we go from one to twelve. You've got you, you range from the second pick in the draft up to the thirty third. So you're still nice. these guys are gone before the end of the third round. Yep, all of them. So Can I guess the first one? Yes. Cooper Cup. Nope. Justin Jefferson. Nope. Okay. Well, I quit. Jamar fun. Chase. Jamar Chase is going what? on average number two overall. No way. Over Jefferson. That just blows oh, me my away. Word. Blows okay. my mind. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. Crazy. Uh, he the just, Bengal fans are out in force. I guess. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> they, they love Burrow, Burrow up there. They got Mixon up there. They got Chase up there. Yeah, they've bought in. They've drank cool. too late. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number two overall for the okay. – uh, uh, wide receivers uh, going at number three overall in drafts. So uh, okay. you're seeing that uh, a running back first and then a couple receivers, and then they get back to the running backs after that. And then again, back to another receiver, Cooper cup at number three is going five overall on it. Wow. Okay. The next one, the next one kind of crazy. I think CD lamb number four. Wow, going eleven overall. I, well, people I, I don't are so high on him. He gets I open. I mean, he is. He, he does. Is he doesn't catch the ball but... though. He didn't. He, he, yeah, he'll get there. So many drops there. last year. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a, in on, him, <clears> but, uh, uh, but yeah, we'll see. People, people mean... obviously are, but he's going uh, in the first round. In the first round overall, number five, uh, Devontae Adams, at going nice. at number fifteen overall. Debo Samuel, another one I'm yep. concerned about, uh, going number six. At 17 overall, Stefan Diggs right there with him. It's nice. almost a virtual tie. He's going number seven at 17.1. And then you get uh, number eight, one that you're concerned about, and I'm sure will be your prediction to not finish in the top 12, and I might agree, A.J. Brown going at the wow. number eight overall wide receiver at really? 22. People are going to grab A.J. Brown before they grab the rest of this list? Yep, wow. which is num- number nine is Tyreek Hill at 26. Wow. Overall, look how far uh, he's fallen. How about this one? Back to back, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, nine and ten. Yeah, uh, at That's the twenty-sixth pick and the 29th pick, and then you got uh, T. Higgins, there going we go. number eleven overall at number thirty, and our guy DK Metcalf going Man. at number twelve, uh, thirty-three overall. So inside, these guys are all going inside the first three rounds. So you have all these running backs. 24 players, wide receivers and running backs, all gone within the first three rounds. And a couple of people have quarterbacks in there as well. And so right now you're sitting with one of those running backs we named, one of those, if we're doing a 10 team, let's there's, say. Yeah, there's four quarterbacks within that too. And, and uh, Lamar Jackson's just outside of it at 37. So, and, and we've made yeah. the turn. So yeah. if you're, if, I mean, if you're looking at this, you have Jonathan Taylor, you have DK Metcalf, and you have Patrick Mahomes. That's your team right now. Yeah. That doesn't suck. No. Pretty good start. <laughs> Pretty good start at all, right? I mean, that makes me feel you're off to a championship. But yeah. but I also I also think that some of these wide receivers, um, man, I love Devonta Adams. I think this year is going to be a great year for him. I sure hope anyway, because I really do uh, feel it'll be good. But I I don't know. 
And uh, Cooper Cup obviously should be the number one wide receiver taken way before Chase. And I, I mean, Jefferson's obviously number two in my opinion. Cup, um, Cup, Cup was so far above everybody else. I believe the stat was that you could take away his 16 touchdowns last year and he would still be the number one wide wow. receiver. So he had so much volume. That's amazing. So, and that, and that actually speaks to regression, right? We're always worried about regression. Crazy right. years like this, Austin Eckler, there's no way Austin Eckler can score 20 <laughs> touchdowns again, right. right? There's right. no way Cooper Cup can score this many points. But the thing is, with a Cooper Cup, he could not score that many points and still be the number one wide receiver, right? right. He was so exactly. far above and away. He was so <clears throat> consistent. I, you know, had like one one game that was not uh, considered a boom game of the yeah. whole year, yeah. right? So, Well, we have some really weird things going on on this list. You don't have one uh, – obviously, we haven't gotten to tight end yet, and I know the drop-off on tight end, but we don't have one chief wide receiver, yet we have the quarterback. We, we have one Bills wide receiver and their quarterback. We don't have yeah. one Charger wide receiver, but we have their quarterback. You guys need to understand, everyone listening, these guys have to throw to somebody. Yep. So you can't have these guys be top, top, and then not have a wide receiver also be and drug yet, up there with them. Yet, yet Burrow gets two. Right. So Burrow's right. got two guys. And I do agree with Higgins and Chase. They're unguardable. I do agree with that. But do you but think I, they can both finish top 12? Yes, I think they can. I think, I think T. They, Higgins I think they can. Is, I don't think they will. Though. Well, the problem with this is I think that this year defenses are going to take a uh, career off. Um, I think that we're going to see more scoring this year. It's going to go nuts, never huh? seen. I love yeah. it. I, I, because I we have right. the quarterbacks and the wide receivers now that are unguardable. Um, yeah. I watched this thing called, I want, I'm going to butcher it, but I think it was called undefeated. Uh, and it's this dude, I think he's in Atlanta that has these camps with these young kids show up. Okay. He gets all the high school kids together and college kids and they get on this field and they have wide receivers and defensive backs and they play they just do a like a, a catch drill okay wide receiver is going to run a route whatever and the defensive back got to stop him it's on youtube and it will blow your mind okay there are kids in here that are doing this that are 15 16 years old that are unguardable okay Deion sanders in his prime wouldn't be able to guard these kids no joke and i'm like the receivers are getting so good it's almost unfair the defensive back stood no chance by the way and so i think that's what we're seeing and that's why you see guys like Sauce Gardner going so high in the draft, Stingley going high in the draft. And, and we've seen it for years that everyone's trying to stop wide receivers. It's not possible, really. So, and it's, and it's to the disadvantage of the defensive backs. It's hard to get defensive backs with the frame and the athletic ability to be able to hang with these wide receivers, right? Because right. Anybody, anybody that has the frame and the athletic ability – yeah, it's, it's a, a wide receiver, receiver right? <laughs> right? So, so what you're getting with the defensive back is somebody usually it's going to be a little bit shorter, right? Right? They're going to be a little thicker because they don't mind the contact, right? right. They're 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 good with hitting a guy, where wide receivers are never good with hitting a guy, right? Right? So you get that. So yeah, trying to athletically keep up with uh, these amazing, <laughs> amazing wide receivers. Good and luck. And right. size and size is strange because size doesn't equate both sides of the ball. Let's say, uh, let's say Tyreek Hill, right? Let's say, okay, could he play defensive back? Well, absolutely, right? He might yeah. be a great defensive. Round trying to be a defensive back? No, you gotta happen. be kidding. He, no, like line and then stick no. with them for a straight. No, Cooper Cup couldn't either. I mean, you know, the guys. It doesn't. Well, I think it's the difference between. 
Are you there? Oh, oh did I lose you? Yeah. Yep. Oh, am, am I there? No, I'm Are here. you there? I okay, good. Um, and, yep. and so I, I just, I just think if we're looking at wide receivers, we should be thinking about these things. Who's guardable and who's not? Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or yeah. Cooper Cap yeah. just does everything better Tyree than Hill everyone else. Un- Tyreek Hill is unguardable. Unguardable. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would, I would look at if I'm drafting, and it's hard for me because I haven't done a redraft in so long, that if I was drafting a redraft today, I would have to say, man, I'm looking at guys that are unguardable. Those are the receivers I want. Jalen Waddell is unguardable. You know, like this, it's, it's going to be fun. The only question mark we have here is how do you have Tyreek and Waddle and you don't have Tua? Yeah, how is Tua not in the top yeah. 12, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to get him the ball. There's no way they're handing it off to him. Sorry. Not, not that much. Not, <laughs> nope. Not enough to, to account for that. So guys, that, for me, guys that could finish out of the top 12, Debo's one of them, just because I'm worried about yeah. that offense. Although, With Trey Lance. Although, to play devil's advocate to my <laughs> – to my maybe he doesn't maybe they use him even more because right. uh because of the may maybe possible instability at quarterback with lance so uh let's see uh, higgins could easily finish out of the top 12 there just may not be enough to go around and dk obviously easily uh, yeah uh, because of the team and they're going to be bad and and cd lamb i could see cd lamb not finishing in the top 12 because uh yeah, I, I worry about wow. this Dallas offense. Uh, Brooks not going to like it. Not going to like me. Well, I'm not going to like it. But... I love C.D. Lamb. He's unguardable. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Dak's going to have to throw to somebody a- if it's AJ not Brown CD. too. We got to throw AJ Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown's out. We just, you know, he's he's the first not, one out. He's not a PPR guy. He's not going to. He's rarely ever going to get ten receptions in a game. Yeah, right? he's gonna, he does it all on five. And, and Hertz is running. <clears throat> yeah, Hertz is running away. You know. Maybe people forgot he went to the Eagles. Yeah. Yep. Well, what about tight end? Tight end. Uh, so we range all the way from, and this definitely has a, a dynasty uh, feel to it when you'll hear in a second. Uh, ranges all the way from the 16th overall pick uh, to the 114th overall pick, wow. ranging from 1 to 12. So very similar to the quarterback position. Um, Kyle Pitts is number one overall. Um, 16th, wow, sixteenth pick on average. That's what? that's the di- that's the dynasty yeah, piece, though, dynasty. right? Because people are even though I even though I would argue Andrews is young enough to where he probably should be the number one overall tight end taken. Right, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey for obvious reasons slips a little bit here. Andrews is number two, going twenty fifth overall. Kelsey's number three, going twenty eighth overall. And then, then you drop to Kittle at number four, going 40th overall. Waller, number wow. five. Wow. So Kittle's a fourth round. Kittle is so if, a fourth round pick, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Waller would be a fifth rounder. Yeah, fifth okay. rounder. Hawkinson goes next uh, at 56, also in the fifth round. Dalton Schultz dropping a little <clears> bit <throat> at number seven to pick number 66. And then it starts to fall. Goddard uh, at eight. And pick number 80, Dawson Knox, uh, 86 at, at the ninth tight end, Friermuth at 89. Gasecki is number 11 here. I don't agree with this one at all because they're not even – they are trying to get rid of him. They don't yeah. even want him because – Yeah, there's something going on with him over there. He doesn't fit the system. Uh, you, you think yeah. of this coach came out of the San Francisco system where they had George Kittle that can do everything, right? Right. He's a, amazing receiver and he blocks like no one else in the league right now yeah. at the tight end position uh that's not gasicki he can right. catch the ball but he is has he wants nothing to do with blocking 
Yeah, this is true, and they do not so throw that, to him in the red zone, and that's the that only running, place they should be throwing. Yeah, <laughs> in that in that in that running scheme, uh, Gesicki is useless, right? Yeah. So they're going to have to run two tight ends just to make up for his inability to to block there. And then Zach Ertz, who may not even be on the field for week one, comes right. at number 12. Uh, He's fallen that far. Wow. 114th overall. So Wow. Uh, yeah. We hate and tight ends, don't we? We do. And, and any one, you could take any one of these guys and say, well, he, he might not finish in the top 12. Kelsey is going to finish in the top 12. Andrews yeah, is going to finish in the top 12. Uh, but, hey, Kittle, Waller. Hawkinson. Well, we're talking top 12 at their all, position, all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly. top 12 overall. Yeah, yeah. Top 12 in their position. Okay. So, so that, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. If, if a guy's not 34 years old, okay. If he's not 30 years old, I'm going to back up a little bit. If, if a guy is not 30 years old, he's going to get close to repeating the exact same stat line he had last year. If he is a guy that wants to put in the work. Okay, so if it's not a top-round pick, okay, if and this is a first-round pick. has to stay healthy. Right, and we have to take health and just throw it out a little bit, okay? So we have, to, we have to throw that out a little bit because what I want here is I want us to come up with a formula, and here's an interesting formula that I'm just kind of thinking of right now, my, how my mind's working. If, Dal- if Dalton Schultz scored the third overall points last year in fantasy football, and he's 26 or something, right? I mean, as, as far as tight ends, okay, as far as tight ends. If he was the third highest scoring tight end, why would he not be the third guy coming off the board at tight end this year? Yeah. Well, make, that makes no sense to me why you would pick anyone else. We get, yeah, we all want Pitts to fly and be high up here and be up there with the receivers as point scoring. But it's Kelsey Andrews Schultz, okay? Now then you can get into, well, who's the guys who are going to probably take a big step? Well, Hawkinson's already been awesome, by the way. Yeah, Hawkinson should be up there, and then you have to. He is. You, he, and, and he's he's at six, but yeah. Again, Hawkinson. Some of these guys you have to factor in injury. Kittle has not stayed healthy. That's true. Hawkinson no, you're right. has you're not right. stayed healthy. You know, some of these guys just don't haven't proven that they can stay on the field. And and it which, is true. It is true. But ADP, you know, we're wanting to see like. Where does everyone collectively think these guys should be going? Yeah. And, and not everyone, because we have to face this. A lot of people's moms are doing fantasy drafts, okay? Yep. So they're just picking the next guy on the board. They don't think about or know anything about a guy's injury history. So I just feel like we really have to look at what guy has potential pits. Okay, cool. But that doesn't put him at the top of the list. In my opinion, Dawson Knox is the next Gronkowski. Okay, this guy... I feel should be a top five tight end. My, my only worry with Knox is volume. Well, they got to throw to somebody. Yeah, but they, <laughs> their running but they, backs but, don't do but it. They, <laughs> but they showed it last year. The only time his numbers were great because he scored touchdowns. Right. But the only time right. they threw to him was he's the red, red zone. zone. You're right. right. You're absolutely so, right. So he's not a guy that's ever going to get you eight receptions for 125 and and no, two right. touchdowns because they just don't they that's not their scheme they don't man you're right yeah that's you know, that is something to factor to. in so that yeah. is but some of these guys we do i mean some of them get drafted on what they have done and some guys get drafted yeah. on what they're gonna do and i think or, the or we hope they're is, gonna do yeah right but we hope and we know a tight end Pitts is the number one on the list for potential shoot. yeah but number number two thing the most important thing to remember is what do they do last year 
they're not going to change. Kelsey is going to be the number one read in that in that offense yep. this year. Oh, by a mile this by year. By a mile. He that's might the, set that, all records. That, that, that's the biggest change in that offense is that he is the undisputed number one. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, the GM in comes in the yeah. office and goes, hey, could we lose uh, Tyreek Hill? How do you think? Do you think we could, we could live without Tyreek Hill? And they're like, well, I guess we still have Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. Could we live without Kelsey? Well, right. no. <laughs> right. I mean, this is really crazy to have to think like that. Uh, Kelsey is the number one tight end you should be drafting. You know, I think Andrews is number two. I'm fine with Pitts at three, but I think that the rest of those guys, Hawkinson, I do like, and Schultz, I absolutely love. Um, Goddard, by the way, out, out I think need, Goddard's going to blow up. Out of need, up. again, Dallas has to throw the ball somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Schultz, true. they showed that they – now, Schultz isn't the athlete, right? He's not the guy – he's he's not the the Pitts or the Kittle no. or the Wall. He's very Kelsey. Gonna, he's not going to run away from anybody, but right. he's very reliable. They loved him in the red zone, and uh, he's he's going to get lots of work because they don't have reliable – on right. that team right now. They, I, I wouldn't even call CD reliable because he didn't catch the ball either, but he's going to be open. Right. CD, CD will get open and he'll get used. He'll get plenty of, plenty of work. But I, I like Schultz to finish yeah. top three this year. I, I think it's telling who they throw to on third and four. Okay. On a third and four, oh, yeah. who, what tight end gets the, the passes thrown to him? Hawkinson, right? Yeah. You have Kelsey. to think Kelsey for sure. Andrews 100%. <laughs> right. So you have to think like, who does the quarterback think if I let go of this ball, that guy's going to catch it and we're going to move yeah. the ball downfield. And, and I think it could be Waller. I think things are going to yeah. be oh, yeah. better if he can stay on the field. Waller having Devonte Adams, having Hunter in, <sighs> man. Uh, man, it's going to be really hard. And teams loved to just stack on Waller in the yeah. past. And, and that's what kind of made Hunter Renfro. Uh, blow up a little bit last year is is you know they had to they had to pay all their attention to Waller put two yeah, guys and, on him and and we do have a couple things we need to talk about here Higby should be higher up on this list yeah, um, yeah. the Rams are going to be throwing a lot to the tight end and another guy that definitely is nowhere near this list but we all think could be is Albert O yeah we know that Russ likes to roll out and that leaves the tight end pretty much wide open yeah so yeah. we'll see how it works yeah, uh, New England, both of their tight ends. Uh, Ugh, I don't know but, what's going they on kinda, there. They kind of eliminate each other. but Yeah, uh, everyone cancels yeah. each other out in the passing game in New England. Yeah. So dumb. All right, All right we got to get go. out of here. So tomorrow, it. my assignment, homework assignment for Ooh, you tomorrow, uh-oh. we're going to talk about three things. Okay. The three things that you should take into your draft right yes. three, three three rules to Woo-hoo. live by going into a draft and we're not going to pre pre-rehearsed we might come up with the same three things oh no right? no we're not i've got three different things i think we'll come up with some different stuff but i uh, mean yeah, you've so got to bring three, nails three 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 <laughs> rules to live by in your redraft right yeah. in your redraft draft three yep. things that you have to consider three things rules to live by going into the draft we'll talk about that tomorrow yeah. on the blink as we wrap up the week and then it's going to get crazy next week uh, yes. We probably won't have a show on Monday because it's a holiday. And That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, but Tuesday, man, we're getting into it. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I'm going to be on the road at some point. Oh, so yeah. You're heading to Texas, I Yeah, heard. we'll see how this goes. Yeah. yeah. When do you, you leave on like the 8th or so? I think somewhere? so. Yeah, okay, of course. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm leaving opening day. Why not? Why would I not? Uh, why, like everything man. in my life combats football. So uh, why so would you, I not? So you got to cover some <laughs> ground and get to a nice – 
resting spot <laughs> by by five o'clock on Thursday right. night. So uh, uh, yeah, uh, Queen Jess said you're helping out a buddy. Yeah, uh, that driving just, some uh, trucks out, out of the blue. Said, "Hey, you want to help me move to Texas?" I'm on it. Yeah, like, well, sure. Why Let's not? Drive. I'll drive you a U-Haul. Going <laughs> so and that. So I'm assuming that'll kind of wipe out the rest of the week for you a little bit. There. It might. Yeah, it definitely yeah. might. I don't know what to expect. Um, it might be a quick trip. I mean, we're you're, you're flying. Two you're days. flying back, right? Yeah, I'm flying back, and I feel like I'm not going to fly back. I don't know why. I feel like I'm going to buy some really rad car out there and drive back. <laughs> but maybe that's just my inner adventurist talking. So, so we, have a, we, we have a thing at the restaurant, right? If it's ever really slow and you want to pick up, all you do is order food to eat uh, okay. as soon as it's really slow. And then you'll be guaranteed to get four tables Slam. in the next five minutes because yep. nobody ever eats their food warm. So I told Queen Jess I, the other day, I said, hey, if you really want to end this house search thing, Get it all, you know, find the perfect house and be dialed in and on your way to Indiana. Uh, just have Maximus buy six more cars. to work. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I told my dad this yesterday. He was like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like looking at my Tundra just sitting there. I've, I've been had it for sale for months. And I go, the second I buy something, there's going to be the perfect house. So yeah, I know so, you're right. Yeah. So all right, uh, I'll get on I, it. I said I told her go all in, go get six cars, yep, fill that shop, all. fill yep. the shop up, and uh, and you'll uh, be sure to get a house the next day. Yep, absolutely. I know. <laughs> you're right because that's what. How oh, that sucks. You're so right. <laughs> because that's what it is. I mean, you know, you go shopping and you have five bucks and everything is seven bucks that you yes, love, and you exactly. go shopping with five hundred dollars and everything is six hundred dollars that you love. Why is it like that? Hmm. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, everybody have a great day. I love you, honey. Uh, Happy anniversary. I know you're not listening to this, uh, but that's okay. (laughs) Tell her she better. It's on the record. Everybody heard it. Uh, Yeah. It counts. Everybody everybody have a great day. A wonderful Thursday. We are one week away. Can't wait. Uh, Check us out tomorrow. We'll get you ready for your draft. For the Fantasy Blink, I'm the commish. He is Quintus Maximus. We are over and out. See ya.